Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. It's the Instant Match Reaction Show. It was Fulham 1, Liverpool 1. Um, we've survived it. We've done most of the post-match stuff. I thought we'd have a little chat about the game now. And, um, yeah... I, I, it's very hard, I think, Chris, for this result to unpick yourself from the emotions around that first half when it was one of the worst halves of football. Well, yeah, yeah, it was. No matter where, we've had quite a few bad first halves of football this season, um, but that was up there. We we could conceivably have been completely dead and buried if it wasn't for Allison in that first half. Yeah, he made he made a couple of big saves first half, didn't he? Um, thankfully, um, it was just. It was everything. It wasn't one man. It wasn't the tactics. It was just nothing was going right. The passing just wasn't there. We were cumbersome in possession. We didn't seem to have ideas. It was just a terrible, terrible performance. There was a lot of, and we do this at our worst sometimes, you know. And Jordan Henderson in the six is one of the is one of these parts and parcels of this, I think, because he's just so he's always there and he always he always wants it. It's so easy, I think, to give the ball to Jordan. Go on, he's there. I'll, I'll pass it to Jordan Henderson. And but what you need and what you lose from Jordan Henderson when you play that is the bravery and how he not just how he passes the ball, but how he moves around the passes of the passes of the football. And it's the thing that was completely absent in that first half. And we don't get me wrong, you can't you can't follow a pass in when you don't complete the pass in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we went the amount of horrendous misplaced passes, whether it was just too too short, too hard, out of play, blah blah blah. We were it wasn't sticking in any form, so it's very hard to follow that in because you're just doing it for nothing. Yeah. Um, but that was the the fundamental difference, and we said at half time, "What do you do to change things?" I didn't expect put Jordan Henderson at centre half was going to be the answer to that, um, albeit it was enforced because of the Matip injury, of course. But what we did better in the second half was that kick the ball and follow it in, and that's that's how we are when we're at our best. There's no other way to play if you're going to play a team that's going to put nine and ten men behind the ball. Now I felt first half like I don't know whether this is right. It'd be interesting to watch it back and see anyway, but. I felt like they were goading us into the ball over the top at times. Like, like they looked like they were playing a high line, but they were just retreating at the exact point where Hendo was sort of winding it up, as it were. Uh, and that's what it felt like to me. Just time and time again, it was like we were playing into their hands. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't dictating the game. We thought we were dictating the game, but we weren't dictating the game. And and that's kind of it. And I thought Fulham did a really good job in that regard. But as you were talking about then, I mean, how many times was Robbo up on the left wing? Why now? them in the sort of left back position and the ball will just go out of play past them or something yeah. like what's going on here where we can't complete a 15 yard pass you're desperate to point to someone and go 
because it's Wijnaldum in that instance. I think he plays a terrible pass to, to Robertson. And then five minutes later, Robertson's playing a lovely cushioned header straight back to the guy, to, you know, to, 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 to completely cut off a, a, an attacking opportunity for us. There was not a man on that pitch who didn't have a, a poor passing display in that first half. Um, it was shocking, just genuinely, genuinely shocking. It was. It became one of those games where you're like, I don't know what the answer is here because all, and you can't help but look at the bench and go, well, where's the game changes? What, what, what are we going to do to get ourselves out of this? But it was exactly the same as, and I now can't even remember what game it was because it, it, it happened and we said, it's all well and good playing long balls if you're going to follow them up. Because if it's I, we, a part of our strategy, part of counter-pressing is you, what we do is we simulate or we create counter-pressing simula- situations by giving the ball away. And it sounds stupid and we don't give the ball away per se. You try a long ball, which tries to get men in behind, but if it doesn't work out, if they defenders don't control it or, or head it away perfectly, then the next line swoops in and causes them problems. Except that never happened. We never had any, we didn't have people gambling in, in that situation at all. So we had a situation where Jordan Henderson was breaking out of defence on the right-hand side in the first half and he plays this ball over the top to Mane who's not even on the shoulder he's got two defenders chasing back with him you just give the ball away you give that because that's either got to be perfection which is not impossible but it's a very difficult ask or let's say it breaks down well, who the fuck we we weren't, we're not close, close enough to it was it? Yeah. it always seemed to be just one against two and in that situation they're going to win out for the most part and then even then for the ones that I remember they're all over the top into the keeper anyway yeah. so you're not even you're not even giving yourself a chance of the second ball yeah. and as far as our counter press goes Fulham played us brilliantly there as well they went straight to the full back straight to the byline and Liverpool like to do it essentially. Whenever we've had big games against Manchester City over the last three years, when City have done well against us, they've avoided the centre of the park. Yeah. And that's what Fulham have done. And that's what loads of teams have started to try and do. Because it's obvious, it's the way Liverpool win the ball back in those central areas better than anybody and create opportunities from it. Teams aren't allowing us to do that anymore. And what that means is our centre midfielders have to work even harder to get out to those bylines to try and create situations where we can win the ball back towards the edge of the pitch and everyone's moving side to side and just working that little bit harder to do it but when your passion's off when you're not winning second balls when the pressing's not working it felt like we were never going to get anything out of the game and the other thing that annoys me and, and look I love Jordan Anderson like absolutely love him but Fabinho plays the DM like he's playing the centre-back position today. There's no problem with him stepping up and playing a ball from the DM position where Henderson is. Yeah. It's literally his position. Yeah. And he's very, very good at it, Paul. Yeah. So he can play those passes just as well. So why don't you go and get 10 yards further up the field and help the lads out further up where we're struggling even more? So, was, and the other thing, sorry, the other yeah. thing is... Where's the Matip run gone? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Henderson's in that spot. I'm not saying it's just Henderson. It might be that Matip's there, and because he's not playing next to Virgil van Dijk, we don't feel comfortable enough at the moment with our defensive situation to let him have a little wonder. But we sometimes miss that as well. Yeah. And and I and I, I get it because it was so congested because they were so compacted. It's suicide. Just run. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the times, you, you don't. But you, you don't need, run. You need bravery to True. break that line sometimes. True. And maybe it's not the centre half that needs to do it. Maybe it's somebody else. Because when Kurt did it, yeah. Kurt gets into the box. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. A different state of play and all that. Hundred like. percent. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's 
there's, there's running with the ball and there's suicidally running with the ball. And I know we feel like Matip just does it on a whim. He doesn't. He waits for the right opportunity. What Matip was doing right, which we didn't capitalise on, was playing the ball through the lines and getting into Bobby's feet. No one else was doing that. But then what happened was, of course, first half, no one was getting up and support him. Second half... It, it was like we had a comment saying that the second half was magnificent and it was and that was over the pudding for me but Klopp pointed out and it's and it's borne out in the stats and, and on the sofa score thing as well when it looks at like the um, the momentum yeah um, that we were crap for half an hour and then we grew into it and then we were pretty much the only the only team doing anything from there now of course Fulham had the goal Fulham made, Fulham made up with that with, with the situation so Fulham, the onus wasn't on Fulham to go and dominate the game of football against us by any stretch, but it was encouraging, if nothing else, that 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 passiveness of Liverpool and the lack of bravery. I, I didn't think we would get it by changing, putting Jordan Henderson centre half and putting Taki Minamino into midfield. But one thing Taki did, it, and, and, it, and it helped Curtis's performances as well. The whole thing, we fit better. This could be put down to Fulham just giving up the ghost and going and sitting in or whatever, but you don't think they entirely did. I still think they tried to get out and counter attack us. But all of a sudden, exactly what I'd said during the commentary, we were 20 yards further up the pitch and they couldn't get out. Every time they they got out, they were hacking it clear and Henderson and Fabinho were sweeping it up. Tacky wasn't brilliant, but he was in, he was bet, we were better with him in midfield and Curtis Jones' performance as well, was well better. Yeah, I'm just well. going to bring it back then and I'll just show you the momentum chart over on Sofa Score to begin with. And, and, and this is a bar chart and you can see it in first minutes on the left-hand side, it runs to full-time on the right-hand side now. The higher the bar, the more pressure a team has. Now, obviously, the blue is lower, so the lower Liverpool have it, the more possession we have and the more opportunities we're creating. So, exactly what Paul's saying there, from the first to the 40th minute, we don't really do much. From the 40th minute onwards, we pretty much dominate the game, and there's a flow there. And that's backed up in the statistics as well. We'll just move over there. And you can see, if we just go to the first half to begin with, uh, you can see that in the first half, Liverpool had a total of four shots, one of which was on target, uh, two off target and one block shot. And we just look at the second half statistics. Liverpool then doubled the amount of shots, eight, eight shots, five on target, three block shots, seven corners. The pressure's there. And Liverpool have clearly done something a little bit deep, uh, a little bit better. One of the things that... I, I, I don't know whether this is a, a major concern or not. Probably not at the moment for me. Some people might disagree with me, whatever. Is this because of tiredness? Or is this one of those games? And there is that lingering fear where you do think, maybe it's tiredness, and they go, well, hang on, we need to see this over more than just one game. Yeah, 100%. Because, uh, again, two weeks ago, we were, you know, this was this was an issue. Then we had a great week and everything's fine and suddenly we can handle all these problems and fatigue and aren't, aren't problems. We, we keep going up and down. And it's just because I think that, you know, we do. We put a lot into football matches and... I said this, it's tough because I think there's a lot of disrespect that goes towards Fulham because we look at Fulham and go, who the fuck are Fulham? They're down the bottom, they're probably going to get relegated, we should be battered in these. And I'm sure a lot of people thought that about Spurs going to Crystal Palace yeah, as well. thought a couple of weeks ago before they turned them over. Absolutely. And and Fulham, in that game, and, and again, this is one of the things, I think when you're Liverpool, if Liverpool are in a shocking run of form, I think this, what I'm about to say, sounds like excuse making, but given that Liverpool are amazing and they're joined top of the league, I think these are, these are, it's worth looking at contributing factors because we don't, we don't, you know, we're not often shit. Fulham had a great game plan. They were fresh. They had a week to approach the game. Weirdly, I think not having Alexander Mitrovic kind of benefited them in some regard because I think if they just had a big lump to knock it up to, I think that probably plays into our hands a little bit more. But they had no choice but to, be a bit, use the pace a little bit more, be a bit more direct, run at people, those type of players, they're trickier players on the pitch. Um, 
And then in addition to that, again, it's the first game back at Craven Cottage for the fans. There's no way we can't sit here after the game last week and go, our fans are amazing and they gave us a big boost. And what you know, this was the first right. time welcoming right. the champions back. I said this on the, on, the, on the fan reactions. They haven't seen Fulham since they got promoted. They were probably it, thankful for a large part of that, <laughs> but, but but the last couple of weeks they're probably not, and yeah. they're there, and they're, you're gonna you're gonna give your all, aren't you, as a fan, whether whether it's the first time to see them after they've been promoted or not, but it does give them that little bit of something else, doesn't it? The problem we've got as Liverpool fans right now, for me, is we've been eating out in a fucking Michelin starred restaurant for the last fucking year and a half, yeah. and we've come back into one of the top restaurants in the city. Maybe it's got two double A rosettes or fucking whatever, but it feels like fucking Nando's because yeah. we've been having the food been that good for yeah. that long that. What we're seeing right now, we're still top of the pissing league. Yeah, Nando's is still better no than Mackey's. Yeah, like, exactly, not Michelin star food, yeah. which is what we've been dining out on for fucking time. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And I think, again, we're so used to uh, a, a result. Lo- losing, we didn't lose, by the way. Dropping points being a devastating act. Like, it's totally and utterly going to undermine your chances of winning the league. Um, it's not this season, and that's hard for me to process, but it's also hard for me to process Liverpool playing crap, getting a point, and it not meaning... It, it, and us still being at that, at that point, because we've, we've done this loads of times down the years, but again, it used to be back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, and we, we couldn't string a, a bunch of results together. And I said, normally, we'd be looking at it now, and we'd, we'd be... You know, we, we'd have missed. I said this. We'd, we'd have missed an opportunity to go fourth with a result like this. Our, our nearest rivals have dropped points. Got to capitalise. Oh no, we're still fifth. Like I've, we had ten years of that, and now this is like we've missed a chance to go top. But yes, but we still got to play that team. And even if Spurs were to beat us, we still got to run a games where there's. It, 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 you just got to be in touching distance at, at at this point, which I think we can all be reasonably happy with. But just on the the, the individual performances before we wrap up, I want to talk about. Two players, and we've talked about them a lot in the last few weeks, and I'm glad that we're talking about them in a positive sense. First one's Curtis Jones, and the second one's Nico Williams. Curtis Jones, probably, if Alison Becker's not... Curtis Jones was my man of the match. Yeah. I was going to say that right now. Yeah. I thought he was the best Liverpool player on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, he was an actual positive impact, uh, which I'm not sure many of them can say today. Certainly, mm-hmm. first half, I, I, I jest, of course. Like, but uh, no, he was brilliant. And, and if he'd have scored that goal, that one where he runs from in his own half, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. And testament to him, he was the best midfielder we had, never mind the best player. Yep. You know, And he's playing alongside Jordan Henderson first half and Gini Wijnaldum, and then Taki, an experienced player, a couple of years older than him, mm-hmm. a few years older than him, comes in, and he's he, Taki's having a good game. He's still not re- reaching Curtis levels, but he was everywhere. He was left, he was right, he was trying to make things happen, he was trying to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Didn't quite work out. Brilliant performance for me, for Curtis. That was the same Curtis that we saw at the back end uh, last week as well, where he just goes where he needs to go. He's yes. flitting left, he's flitting right, he's He's running with the ball, he's knocking off, he's, he's linking play and what have you. I thought he was genuinely fantastic. It's a shame he doesn't get that hero moment to finish that goal because it like that you, you said it in commentary. It's that last drop of the shoulder. He's clever enough to know. And it's and it's great running by Mane and obviously and I, I, I would presume is, is it Salah? It was Salah to his side? left hand side, yeah. So Salah there, it's he takes the man, don't he? But exactly. you've got to trust that he takes the man. And that's the good, that's the good thing about having brilliant forwards is it, it, it occupies other defenders in that regard and Kurt's clever enough to go, well, that ball's not on. And, we, and like Jota had a couple of problems with trying to play in that situation last time out where do you take it on yourself or do you pass it? And Kurt Jones got the, the, got the bollocks, he's got the quality in himself and the belief in himself. One more drop of the shoulder and having run that length and another day, I think he just opens his body up and it's top right-hand corner or it's drilled bottom left or anything. It's just... 
and maybe he can't believe his luck that it's all kind of opened up for him. But no, I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant. And Hendo had one as well, didn't he? Yeah. You know, big, big one. Tried to be cute on the left foot. Yeah, should have opened. His should have just smashed it, it right footed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but again, Ariola's a good goalkeeper as well, and maybe that's a contributing factor to that. Make wanting to make sure in that regard. I don't know, but it's um, it's Marcus or Henderson. It, we we said again. We said it in commentary. Hen, we needed. John Henderson did an admirable job dropping it at centre half, but we were crying out for him once we went one all because he and you could see him running forward and he got to a point he's like fuck I I can't yeah. I'm not meant to do this it's and like he has he to hit pass an it. imaginary fucking wall and yeah. it's like ah oh, someone's talking him bands back. Yeah, like, like yeah like, ah. oh, yeah exactly and he goes oh go on Nico you do it but on the Nico Williams stuff just lastly brilliant like for for a young lad coming in when I I and I and I, and I said it at the time there'll be people who felt like Klopp was throwing the game away to take Trent off. Um, I think, yeah, I think Nico had a better, had, had a better, was better in that spell. It's hard to judge against the full game that Trent put in, of course, because he played for the full forty-five minutes when we were shite. But Trent offered no more than what Nico Williams had offered, at, and that's that's me trying, me trying to be as balanced on that as possible. Yeah, I thought Nico played. I was better. probably a little bit, a little bit down on Nico compared to where you are. Um, I think I said on the player ratings there was no drop off from taking Trent out and putting Nico in. I, I don't think he was brilliant either, if, I, if I'm perfectly honest. You know, he tries to whip the ball in so many times and his endeavour was brilliant and that's what I loved about it. You know, three times I think the left winger or the left back stops his cross, but he's still there. He's yeah. still trying. That's what I'm more pleased with. Energy is what he had. Trent doesn't do that. Trent gets up to, what, 30, 40 yards from the dead ball line and that's he's made up there. That's where he wants, that's where he wants to be with the ball. What Nico did was Nico actually came alive into their into their half. He was a positive influence. He was running forward. He was looking constantly to link and play giving goes and get him round get him round the back. He was just a breath of fresh air. And, and what I also liked about it was going back the other way. He kept the door shut as well. Mm. You know the amount of times that he got an important touch on stuff and won it back and got us going up the other. Way. He was just he, he played like a lad who's just had two really good performances. A young lad, same like it's like we've restored his equilibrium as this positive young lad. We can bring into into the side. No mean feet. No, no, exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was a, that was a big positive to take. And then just to what I thought, Minamino, not again, not a not a fantastic performance, but another one where I go, okay, if we have, if if that's if we're in this world now, where we're desperately short of numbers, we can do far worse than throw Taki Minamino into into a game like that as well. Um, and that's a, a, about it. Really, yeah, I think it? I think there was one thing, you know, just just. Just to quickly touch on Hendo and his post-match, I don't know whether you saw it or whether it was b- 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 before you came out. He said, if you can't win, don't lose. And that's pretty much... I, th- I think we were in a position first half where we couldn't win. Yep. And we dragged ourselves into a position where we actually could have. Yep. So that's not bad. Uh, now, that mentality is this season's. Last season's mentality was, if you can't win, win. Yeah. Which we were doing really, really <laughs> well. Um, so there's a little bit of a change in mentality, maybe. Yeah. But no, it's, it's an important mentality to go into games with. The, the, the big thing on that is that, again, you look at the stats there is that the, in terms of how the teams that were attacking are most likely to score completely flipped Liverpool's possession we got slightly more possession in the second half but we we had all the ball but we actually did stuff with the ball in the second half the big concern is going to be how we how we rest spin things around and react for Tottenham um, and, but Tottenham will be having a similar just put a ring well. and they'll shit themselves yeah yeah 
why not? Make sure Matip's fine. That's it. Plenty of, yeah, pl- still, early penalty. Mm, yeah, still plenty of talking points of this game. Of course, we're going to be doing the final word show early doors uh, on Monday. So if you're a YouTube member, uh, a club captain or club legend level, we're going to be live streaming that at about 9.30 Monday morning. I know you still have the t- taste of toothpaste, but there's a reason for that. The Champions League last 16 draw follows at 11am. We're going to be doing a draw reaction show live again on the YouTube channel for that. So make sure if you're not subscribed here on YouTube for free, do it. Click the notification bell and be notified when we go live for stuff um, we do a lot of live stuff so yeah make sure you're, you're switched on for all that as well um, but other than that yeah thank you so so much um, yeah oh well bit shit but we move on <laughs> With a chance to go top of the league on Wednesday. And, of course, we'll know our last 60 in the boat, which is all good stuff. Hope to see you That's there. That's the tweet. Ta-ra. That's the tweet. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.